Welcome back to the Clay Podcast. This is the podcast for Christian men who desire to be courageous leaders, always yearning for more of Him, for more Jesus in your life. What does that look like? That looks like more uh, time in the Word, looks like more time in prayer, looks like more time with other believers pursuing Jesus, and it looks like more time sharing who Jesus is with non-believers, with those that don't know, or perhaps those who only sort of kind of maybe kind of know who Jesus is because they've heard his name before, but they don't have a relationship with him and they're not living a life for him. Now, today's topic goes hand in hand with that very thing, and that is a sense of urgency towards the gospel message. That's what we are going to be talking about today and taking a look at and seeing how that sense of urgency can have an impact in our own lives directly and in the lives of those around us because we carry a sense of urgency around the gospel message. Before we dive into that, though, I want to encourage you to share the show. If you find value, if uh, you hear something that uh, makes you think, if you are pushed to excel a bit further or challenged in your faith to uh, think a little bit deeper, or if you just find yourself becoming more of a courageous leader or willing to be courageous, or you find yourself yearning for more of Jesus, then this show is doing what it's supposed to be doing. And so I would ask that you share that with another brother or, or sister, uh, I suppose, but brother who's seeking those same things. Uh, really, the, the only way this show is going to grow is if you share it. We're never going to do advertising ahead of the show. We're never going to pay and run ads during the show. Uh, this is going to be a non-advertised show. The only way that it will grow is through organic growth through you. So uh, please share the show if you find value in it. And if you don't, then don't share it. All good. So let's get into it. I love uh, meeting new Christians. I love meeting a, a Christian who's excited about their faith, excited about what they have their hands on, and who truly believes in uh, Jesus, who truly believes that he has changed their life, and that he did come, that he did live a life here, that he did uh, die for their sins, and that he did conquer the grave via resurrection, and that uh, there is a point to being a Christian other than living a good moral life and trying to follow a, a set of rules or treat others just the way that you want to be treated, but to go a step further than that and to realize that there is a eternity that we should be thinking about, that we should have in our in our minds, and to do something about it. I was at a local coffee shop a couple of years ago now, and I can't believe time has gone by that fast, but I met somebody, uh, it's about uh, a year and a half ago, uh, actually, and I met somebody named Tyler. Uh, Tyler, he had a stroke in the womb before he was born, um, and uh, that impacted his entire life, actually. What I saw, though, in Tyler was I was working at this uh, coffee shop. I noticed that uh, he got up from his spot at one side of this coffee shop and went and sat down next to somebody on the clear opposite side. And I was just close enough that I could overhear their conversation. And within two or three minutes of this conversation, Tyler was sharing the gospel with this gentleman and then uh, followed suit with with praying for him and exchanging contact info to stay in contact with one another. Even as I share this story now, I I get a little choked up just thinking about that moment because that that was my first interaction with Tyler was was seeing that. So I finished up what I was doing uh, that day and um, 
and it was about an hour or so later. So before I left that coffee shop, I packed up my things and I, and I went and I talked with him myself. And I just, I, I won. I needed to, uh, I needed to just tell him that that was super cool. It was really cool to see. It was, it was an amazing thing to see. I've met some really incredible people at coffee shops by just having conversations. Uh, but to watch somebody get up from their place to go elsewhere and just um, and just just love somebody in that way was was really moving to me. And and I don't know that it should have been that moving to me. Maybe that should be more uh, more common. Maybe we should be seeing that more uh, more commonplace as we're out and about as as Christians, right? So maybe maybe for me that is more of a, a lesson in and of itself. But we carried on this conversation and actually sat down with uh, him and the gentleman that he was actually there to meet. He just happened to be there early. And he, he literally told me, he goes, I like to get uh, to places early because I never know who God has, uh, has me meeting with, despite who I've already scheduled with. And I got to hear uh, his story uh, in that moment. And he shared uh, about uh, what life has been like. Uh, growing up with a bit of a learning disability, you can tell that that Tyler has a little something that isn't quite uh, right, as as we would say it in in, in more of a, a I guess a quote normal end quote sense. But when you uh, talk to Tyler and you look at Tyler, you know that he is exactly who God created him to be. He's exactly the man that God created him to be, and he's got the heart that God gave him to to do something with uh, this this message, this gospel message. And so we, we talked about that, and he said something in that conversation that has stuck out to me. And I've, I've heard it before, but I needed to be humbled in that moment and hear it from Tyler. And he said, uh, I believe in what I'm sharing with people. And because I believe that, I have to share that with people. I'm going to say that again. He said, I believe in what... I believe in what Jesus did for me and because of because I actually believe in it I have to share it because I actually believe in it I have to share it. You see it's Tyler's belief that 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 prompts him that pushes him to to continue to share the message of Jesus and and what he's done to share the gospel message. So what does that look like when we're interacting with others that is the question that I walked away from that conversation with what is what is my belief level? What does that say about me if I believe that uh, the person that I'm talking to, if they were to leave this location, hop in their car and get in a brutal car accident and not make it home because they died and they did not hear the name of Jesus? What does that say about me and my faith if I was unwilling to uh, share with them, if I was unwilling to be that example in their in their life that goes a little bit further than just, hey, look at the way that I live. Don't you see that this is a little bit different than the way that you're living? Don't you want to live like this? That's not exactly communicating the truth or the gospel message. Yes, you should look different as a Christian. Yes, you should smell different. You should behave different. And by smell, I, I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> but it's, it's not that you're putting on holy, de- holy deodorant. It's that you, uh, you have a scent. You are different. You are uh, somebody who has something different about them and people notice that. That is that is an, an incredibly important aspect of living a Christian life. And if you are living your life for Jesus, people will notice that. People will see that. People will uh, catch that there's something different about you. There is an important 
aspect of the gospel message that needs to be communicated. You can't uh, keep that inside of you and just expect that somebody's going to pick up on it or ask you the perfect question. Yes, that is going to happen. God is uh, amazing in the way that he works and uh, in the way that he uh, does, uh, brings these, these holy appointments together. I will never, ever, ever deny that. I've been in situations uh, that just seem uh, too good to be true at times where uh, the conversation that I sat down to have turned into a conversation entirely different. I'll tell the story another time uh, for, for an, an example and to share that uh, there's there's more here. Um, but uh, I met a gentleman named Karthik once, and uh, uh, him and I, we got together for uh, some, some networking via, via business. Uh, I was going to see if I couldn't help him out in one area as, as he helped me out in another. And uh, ultimately, our conversation in within about 10 minutes of sitting down turned into... Uh, <laughs> turned into me sharing my testimony out of nowhere, and I didn't expect that. That wasn't what I planned on, and then him and I uh, got together for about eight weeks after that, and, and we started going through uh, the, the Bible together, and I was able to share uh, the gospel with him week after week after week. And uh, I share that short story with you just to to share an example of, I, I didn't plan on that conversation, and I still don't know how that conversation went that direction to begin with. I don't know what it was that that, that tipped the, the scale, so to speak, and, and took us from a business transaction to uh, to to a life transaction, but but it did. And so I bring that up because I what I what I don't want to do is sit here and and and, and tell you that you need to in every conversation that you have with every person ever that you need to be uh, sharing you know the, the the gospel message that God uh, sent His Son to uh, to to save us from our sins over and over and over and, and you need to be uh, you know browbeating people with that. So I think that sometimes we can take the, the, the wrong approach or the wrong uh, the, the wrong aspects of, of what it means to share the gospel into our, our life. And then uh, oftentimes uh, what, what I've noticed is that people find themselves in a more of a paralysis through analysis state. You know, how do I, how do I bring up the gospel in just the perfect way? How do I interject Jesus here? How do I do this? And you're looking for that perfect one-two punch as though it's up to you to save this individual. And the truth of the matter is, brothers, it's not up to you. You're not the one who is going to be doing the saving in that moment. You are uh, merely a vessel. You are uh, a person in that individual's life that uh, could be coming along. You could be the 14th, 15th, 16th person that has shared the gospel with this individual, and they may finally be ready to hear it. They may finally be the right kind of soil to where that seed lands, and, and it, and it uh, germinates, and it becomes something. Or that person may still be rocky, thorny soil at that. They, they may not be ready, uh, but you could be the 14th, 15th, 16th person that comes along and waters that and continues to show that there is truly something here. There's truly something of value uh, here. Beyond uh, belonging to a club, if you view uh, your Sunday morning uh, showing up at church as, as checking a box and, and belonging to a club, then uh, then that's what's going to appear in your life. If you view uh, your Sunday morning worship, if you view uh, you know what it means to get into the Bible uh, regularly and have a habit of reading scripture and prayer, if you view that as just uh, kind of checking a box and moving through life and doing what you're supposed to do to be a good Christian, then that is exactly what people are going to interpret in your life. If you view those things as, uh, I am 
a part of uh, what is the most important mission on this planet. And if you view that as a as as a method, if you view all those uh, all those tools as re- reading reading scripture of of prayer, of communing with other believers, of worship, of uh, falling before the throne, if you view those things in in the light that uh, we should be viewing them as as essential as as the air that we breathe as as essential as what the water that we drink to survive if you view those things as uh, you need them you cannot live without them then that is what is going to uh, be uh, on display for those that you are living your life around, for those in your workplace, for those uh, at the grocery store, for those that you connect with because your kids play on the same sports team, whatever that may be. That is what people are going to see. That's the evidence that you're going to be displaying for others uh, others to see. That's the aroma that people will smell as, as you are uh, out and about. That is what will be noticed. That is what will be uh, evident by the way that you live your life and interact with others. While the gospel message is an urgent message, it is also urgent that you turn your attention towards the gospel yourself, towards your uh, actually living that out in your life and, and demonstrating the fact that there is change in your heart. And if you're not feeling like there's a change, if you're feeling dried up, if you're feeling distant from God, then great, you've noticed that, you've acknowledged that, and you can turn your attention now and you can turn into and you can uh, let let those things go that are holding you back and you can grab uh, a brother, a friend, somebody who's doing life with you and you can uh, turn your attention to him and you can turn your attention to the things that you're lacking, that you're missing. And that is important, brothers, because uh, if you are focusing on and paying attention to the life that you're living and the fruit that you're creating and by, by the way that you're living your life, and if you're doing that with others, then you're going to, you're going to naturally be encouraged to, to do more, to push further, to, to want more of Him, to always be yearning for more Jesus in your life. And to have courage in the way that you lead, in the way that you live, to, uh, to, to step forward, to be willing to step into the gap for your family, to be willing to uh, face the things that people don't want to talk about, and to have conversations around things that people want to avoid. You're, you're going to be willing to get into the nitty gritty if you are being well prepared. Which takes us to the well-prepared Christian, the one who seems to have a response to everything in the church who seems to know everything about every little aspect of uh, scripture that they can possibly find, that's a, a great person to know. And if you are that person, then awesome. Uh, I love it. What are you doing with that knowledge? What are you doing with that conviction? That's my question for you today. You can know everything. You can have all of the answers. But if you're keeping all of that to yourself, if you're keeping all of that inside at all points in time, and if that is uh, the, uh, the the change in your life is just accruing more and more knowledge and never doing anything with it and never even allowing it to change you, then you're missing something. You're missing something altogether. And you're probably doing it uh, more out of uh, a desire to know more and a desire to have the answers. And that's something that I want to bring up today is you're never going to have all of the answers for every single person that you interact with. And again, that's not your job. The Holy Spirit is doing a work in you and is doing a work in that interaction with uh, the individual that you're talking about. 
and you can't you can't deny that. Not only is that scriptural, but in, you, if you're thinking about these conversations uh, where you have no idea how it got to where it got to, but suddenly uh, you're pouring your heart out for somebody in a coffee shop or, uh, or, or, or before a business meeting or whatever that may be, uh, then you know, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know that uh, there are moments in time that you can't explain how you got there with that interaction and how that conversation about, you know, the game this last weekend turned into a, a confession of uh, what you're dealing with and, and where you're going and, and why you're so convicted of what you believe in. You, you, you just can't. You, you can't uh, put a, a logical uh, reasoning to all of these interactions other than uh, it was a divine appointment or uh, it's, it's the Holy Spirit moving in you and breaking down those barriers and conversation uh, that we so quickly throw up as, as, as humans. Because we want to avoid the, the, the nitty-gritty often. We want to avoid uh, getting into the, the deep. We want to avoid vulnerabilities. And, and oftentimes it, it causes us to avoid being authentic. Imagine living next to somebody for six months and you have a barbecue every single weekend and, and you're doing, well, I guess you have to be in a nice weather spot for six months of that. Uh, I live in the Pacific Northwest. That's kind of tough to do. But uh, imagine six months of interacting with the neighbor over and over and over and over again, week after week after week after week, and getting to know each other and getting to know each other and getting to know each other. And then uh, you finally have a moment where, you know, you're sitting down and you're having a, a, a cup of coffee or, or whatever that may be and dessert and, and you're talking and having this conversation. And then uh, Jesus comes up and, and you're talking about Jesus and, and, and it clicks for them. And suddenly that, that seed is, is germinating in, in that soil and they've been, they've been tilled enough that the soil is ready for this and they're excited. And then the light bulb goes off. Hey, you've known about this for six months. Why are you just now telling me about this message? What? What? what why, why, would you, why would you hold this back from me? Is it, What's going on here? Now, uh, I don't know that that is going to happen in your conversation, but imagine that for a moment. Imagine being that individual. Somebody shares with you life-saving news that can save and change their life and their whole family's life. And it takes six months to, to get there. And again, this is an example. This is still a beautiful thing. Don't get all, man, I need, I need to go right, right now and, 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 and overthink this at all. The last thing that we need is more men that overthink and don't do right? Uh, we need to stop overthinking and we need to start overdoing at times and actually doing. But uh, take this example for a moment and just put yourself in that position. What would that feel like to be uh, sitting there and have somebody question why it took you so long to share this message? What would it be like if you were on the other end receiving that message from somebody who took uh, six months to work up the courage to share that with you? This is something that uh, you and I need accountability in our lives. We need to be in communion with other believers, with other brothers who are pursuing Jesus, who are always yearning for more of him in our lives because we truly want to lead our lives well, courageously, and to be involved in uh, these conversations, to be involved in uh, the urgency that this gospel message does present. Because the truth is, if you die having not heard this message, having not known, having not accepted Jesus as your Savior, having not turned your life over to Him, having not understood that, then what's the result? What is the, uh, the result of not knowing, 
of not believing. You, you and I know what that result is. And that, that result, that's a problem. That's an issue. Imagine for one moment being a fly on the wall that someone else's judgment where uh, they're looking over the highlights of their life and imagine seeing yourself pop up in scene after scene because you've uh, done life with this person in one way, shape, or form, but they, one, knew that something was a little bit different about you because you always were busy Sunday mornings and sometimes couldn't come over for the game because you were at church, but never thought to ask you more about that, and you never shared more about that. And this individual is uh, seeing their life flash before their eyes, knowing that uh, there was a, a God in heaven now that, that did love them, that they could have known, that they could have had a relationship with, um, but you didn't say anything. You didn't open your mouth. You didn't invite them to church with you. You didn't invite them to that men's event with you. You, you didn't. I didn't. There are people that I think about today that I, I have no way to contact that come to mind when I think about this. And I, and I go, I don't, I don't know that at that period of time in my life that I was a very good example of Jesus at all. And I don't know that if I called them up, they would go, yeah, Justin totally, totally loved Jesus. That was his number one love in his life. I don't, I don't think that they would say that. And I have, I have no way at this moment to contact them, but I think about them. And there's people that you're thinking about now that you either have been talking to or are talking to. And I want to encourage you right now in this moment to pause this and, and pray for them. You may have a itch in, in your heart to, to, to call somebody up right now and, 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 and share, that, share with them. Uh, and that's awesome. And, and I just I, I want you to, uh, in uh, this moment right now, as you are uh, thinking about uh, these individuals, I, I want you to remember them in your prayers. If there's anything that you hear today, other than uh, remembering and, and, know, and knowing that there is a, an, an urgent message within the gospel that needs to be shared, and that is the gospel message itself, it is an urgent message. Take that away. That is your, your, your point number one. And your point number two is to remember that your battle plan for these individuals, for yourself, is, is prayer. We need to get into the habit of, of praying and, and, and interceding and, and, and going, to, going to the mat, so to speak, uh, and, and, and wrestling and contending in, in this space for, uh, for people for your coworkers, for your family members that don't know Jesus, for your friends who don't know Jesus, uh, for those that do but don't live for him, etc. You need to be willing to, to really uh, contend for these people in, in prayer. Why? Because, uh, one, uh, people deserve to be prayed about. They, they do. And, and often our, our prayers, let's, let's be real, the wart on Aunt Mary's toe uh, really isn't that big of a deal. But what is a big of a deal is the fact that your neighbor doesn't know Jesus and, and maybe has never heard the name of Jesus before in a context other than uh, taking his name in vain. So you you and I need to be willing to to love our neighbor so much so that we're willing to to weep for them, to cry for them, to plead for their salvation. 
And then uh, what's the result? I, I would bet that if you are continually uh, praying and on your knees and interceding for these people, I would bet that when you see them, when you have conversations with them, I'll bet you you have uh, one thing on your mind in that conversation, and it isn't what's for dinner. It's, it's probably, it's probably this person needs to know the Savior that I know. They need to have a relationship with 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 Jesus. They they do. How do I how do I share this with them? That I need to open up about this. I need them to know. If your posture for these people is pursuant of their salvation, then your reactions, your interactions, the actions that you have with this individual, will reflect that posture. As we close out this episode today, keep in mind three things. One, the gospel, it is an urgent message. It deserves to be shared. It deserves to be thought about. It deserves to be prayed about. It deserves to be considered. And it deserves to be taken with us uh, in everywhere that we go. Two, be willing to pray, to intercede, to contend for these people in your life. Make a list. Have a list. Do something. Pray for them. Get on your knees and and set your heart on the things of God. Make sure that your posture for this relationship is one that is focused on uh, their salvation, not your comfort. And the last thing for for you today is to know and believe that God does love you and that you have a purpose in this life and that your purpose goes beyond your work. It goes beyond your net worth. It goes beyond your family, the size of your family. It goes beyond all of those things. God created you to be with him. He created you to glorify, to uphold his name, and to be with him. But your sins, our sins, have separated us from God. And because of that, we needed a savior. We needed God to send his son to be that perfect sacrifice for us to take on the sin of the world, both both, both uh, past, present, and, and future sin of the world. That means that Jesus died for your sins and mine alike. And what we do with that, what we do with that says an awful lot about who we believe in and about uh, whether or not we believe it to be true. If you believe it to be true, then the first two points today will haunt you. They will linger in your mind. They will linger in your heart. If you truly believe that God created you to be with him, that he put you here for a reason, and that there is a plan for your life that goes beyond all of the things that the world would sell you. Now, there are things that I mentioned there, your family, for instance, your work. Uh, All of those things are important. I'm not belittling. I'm just uh, pointing out our priorities. So as uh, you uh, close out of this podcast, as you move on to the next podcast or switch over to music or whatever you're about to do next, take that with you, brothers. There's a point to your life. There's a point. There's a reason. There is uh, a purpose behind uh, you. Before, before you were even knitted together in your mother's womb, God knew you. 
And he knew that you'd be in this place today. And he knew that you'd have the connections that you have today. He, he knew all of these things. And if, you get, if you're going to look at your life and say that there's no purpose to it, just to, to mosey on through and just to be a complacent, a, a, a Christian who does nothing, who, who identifies as a Christian but doesn't live it out, if you think for one second that that's what you were created for, to coast through life, hoping that uh, you can get there to retirement and, and, and do whatever you need to do and, and chill and relax and your, your old age and, and, and die peacefully and easily, then I, I hate to break it to you, you drink in the Kool-Aid of the world. You have accepted a message that isn't true. Could that be what your life looks like? Absolutely. But God created you for more. He created you to be involved, to be intentional. So remember, the gospel, it is an urgent message. People are worth praying for. People are worth contending for. And remember, God created you to be with him. Your sins, my sins, created distance between me, between you and God. So he sent a son to pay the ultimate price that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. And it goes far further than that, doesn't it? A life lived for Jesus is a life well lived. And that's it for today. So, if you found value, if something that I said struck a chord with you, if there's something that uh, was said here in the last 30 minutes that, that, that means something to you, that you think somebody else needs to hear, then share the show. Share it. Send it right now to your brother, to your friend, to your, your small group, to your men's group. Share it. Send it out. This is the only way the show's going to grow, guys. The only way that more people are going to hear and understand what it means to uh, courageously lead and always yearn for more of him is if we share the show. Love you guys. Have a good one.